Now, we've talked a lot about how great Portland's pizza scene is on this show, but there's a new class of pizzerias taking it to another level by bringing in inspiration from their international roots, creating some unique and wild flavor combinations. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Oregonian restaurant critic Michael Russell about this new vanguard of pizza parlors that are going way, way beyond red sauce and cheese. It's Monday, August 21st. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Are we bored with pizza, do you think? I feel like that's all I talk about now. Do you think Portland is ever going to be done with pizza? I don't think so, because I know of at least five new pizzerias that are opening before the end of the year. But I guess Portland loves it. I know. Like, do you, are you excited for all these new pizzerias? I know you have to say yes because you're a food writer, but are are you done with pizza, Michael? I, I'm excited for some of them. I mean, I just got off the phone like five minutes ago, literally with um, these guys who are doing uh, Neapolitan style folded pizza, but these guys are doing more traditional Neapolitan flavors, marinara, margarita, diavola, and they're going to have a little takeout window just off uh, 28th and Burnside. Um, yeah, there's always excitement and I love pizza. What can I say? I just wanted to get that soundbite. I wanted Michael to say, I love pizza. I actually love something. I'm not going to be a curmudgeon this time like usual. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and you know what? Unlike sushi, Portland is actually very, very good at pizza. Yes. I don't know if you want to say we're the best pizza city in America or the world or whatever people say this crazy stuff, but we are extremely good, especially for our size. We're, I mean... I'd put us up against almost anybody. You know, I mean, you you hit on something that we've talked about a bunch, how mm-hmm. uh, slightly hyped uh, Portland pizza is. But one thing that is often said about Portland pizza is that we don't have a style. Like, you, you know, people can't go, oh, I'm making Portland, Oregon style pizza. You know, though I do think we have, there are some common threads if we go through each one. Um, there's not there's not really something you could pinpoint. That you, you could be like, ah, this is from Portland, Oregon. But you just published a list of your top favorite new pizza places in Portland. Uh, what do you think they have in common? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know that uh, I hit on this super hard in the story itself. But one of the threads tying these places together is experimentation. These are virtually all of the places that made my list. They're not super, super traditional. Even the one that's like we're doing Neapolitan, Italian pizza from an Italian fine dining chef, even they're like, oh, let's get inspired by um, a pasta, uh, a matriciana pasta, and turn that into a pizza. So even they're not super, super traditional. And then you have places like Hoppa Pizza in Beaverton and Pan Con Queso here in Portland that I I think I would always like, they're treating pizza like a, a canvas to, you know, paint with different ingredients and flavors. And in the case of Hapa, it tends to be Asian ingredients, um, which is the heritage background of the chefs there and also just what they love to eat, which is like Thai restaurants in Beaverton, Vietnamese restaurants in Beaverton, Korean restaurants in Beaverton. They're taking dishes that uh, are Vietnamese, Thai, or Korean and translating them into a pizza. So you might see a green curry pizza or a bun mi pizza or one that's kind of based on pho with braised beef and bean sprouts and hoisin sauce. And um, meanwhile, in Portland at Panko Queso, they're doing pizzas inspired by tacos. Like there's one that's uh, 
chorizo con papas, chorizo with potatoes. Oh, that sounds so good. But the thing that these pizzerias are doing is they're taking the pizza extremely seriously. And in the case of pan con queso, Henry Martinez worked at Demos, a pizza. He worked at Scotty's Pizza Parlor. These are, like, in my opinion, two of the top 10 pizzerias in the city. And now he's putting his own spin on the pizza. So there's international flavors, but there's also the craft. And that's pretty exciting. I think what makes a place like pan con queso, for example, stand out is, like, they're doing a four-day fermentation on their dough. So, like, they're even going beyond maybe the industry standard for... Uh, a, a sourdough pizza, which would probably be around three days. They're going to four. So you can really taste the tang in that. And they're doing that because they like the flavor. They like how it, you know, how your body digests dough that's been fermented, um, all the normal things. Um, but, you know, there's some thought put into it and some care uh, in both the way it's made and the way it's cooked, the, the oven they chose, those kinds of things that you associate with craft pizza. It's just that they're experimenting with toppings that, you know, frankly, have never been seen before. Yeah. Usually when people think of fusion, um, there's a bit of novelty in it where they're just like, look at this. Isn't this interesting? Um, But I do feel like uh, you can't really you can't really just do that in Portland. We're not especially with with pizza. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like you have to come in with your game very strong since there's already there's already a bar. Something I really love about Hoppe is that they just embrace that word. Because I'm sure you know, but Hoppe is like a Hawaiian word for half. It means um, like half white. That's usually so a lot of Asian kids that are half white, they call themselves Hoppe. Same thing with pan con queso, which is basically, it means bread with cheese. And it's just like the, these playful takes of them just being like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be, you know, oh my God, I'm going to say melting. We're going to be melting these styles <laughs> <laughs> together. It's a melting pot. Yeah. Uh, I heard about some Indian-style pizza. Do you know anything about that? Have you tr- Did you try that? We already have a couple of um, uh, Indian-style pizzas in Washington County. I think one's in Beaverton, one's in Hillsboro. And I actually have a colleague who really loves that style, so she has done most of the visiting and writing about them. The idea of fusion pizza is certainly not new. Um, Indian fusion pizza has been around in the Bay Area for, I don't know, 40 years. Uh, But we do have one of those same style of pizzerias opening on Sandy Boulevard called Fusion. I think it's either Indian fusion pizza or just fusion pizza. And it is exactly what you think. It's like, you know, sag paneer on a pizza or curry on a pizza. And, you know, that can be really, really delicious, but it's, uh, you know, this, those places are, I'm not sure that their chefs have necessarily worked around at the best pizzerias in Portland and, you know, anyway, well, I shouldn't badmouth those businesses, but yeah. Yeah. But you're saying they got interesting toppings and you know what, Michael, um, I've had to write a lot about pizza as of late, (laughs) uh, because I do have like a, I do, uh, write for travel Portland occasionally. And one of the things that I've been honing in on is their pizza guide. And so I've had to like really live in this world of dough. And, and the thing is, every time that I wrote about a new place, I was just like, we love a, f- a wood-fired pizza, don't we? We sure do love a long fermentation. <laughs> we sure do love locally milled flour. <laughs> like okay, should- wait a second. You just said that Portland doesn't have a signature pizza style. 
but I can hear that you're actually spelling out what that pizza style is. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, but when we when people say Portland doesn't have a pizza style, they mean they mean the way it tastes because East Coast style pizza has to have a certain taste. It's not just like oh look at this little little let's look at this crust it's also how it's packaged it's like you're using aged mozzarella occasionally you know like your your tomato sauce is a little bit it's acidic it's balanced but it's also a little bit on the sweeter side so what i guess what i'm saying is like we've been doing this a lot where we've been experimenting with toppings and making um very you know diverse portland pizza just because we've also very much been dependent on the season and so that brings in a lot of of imagination of like, what can you put on a pizza? The thought that like these new, you know, let's call them the new schools coming through and they're just like, well, I'm from Honduras or like, well, I'm half Asian and they're putting in their own spin on it. To me, I'm just like, that's so Portland. And I can't speak to whether this is happening everywhere. I think if we were going to like go back and, and hit the nail on the head, like what a Portland style is, you know, locally milled flour, usually a longer fermentation on the dough. And then, like you said, seasonal ingredients. Uh, you know, you can kind of point directly to Lovely's 5050 and Sarah Minnick, the chef there and owner, who, you know, if you go in the, if you go right now, there's bound to be a pizza with, you know, heirloom tomatoes wall to wall on the pie. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, there might've been a peach pizza. Like mm-hmm. she takes whatever is super, super fresh at the farmer's market or the community garden or her own garden. And that goes on the pizza. Plus, you know, maybe every time I'm there, I'm like, I've never even heard of this cheese. You know, I think like if you were trying to find a Portland style, that's probably where I would, you know, start right there. This new school that you talked about, um, you know, with Hapa and Pancon Queso, I also would bring in Riva from Sandy, where Mm -hmm. the chef, uh, Roberto, he, I think we've talked about him before, but he worked at Andina. He's from Mexico. His wife is from Honduras ah. and all three of those things go into specials. You know, there might be a, yeah. um, a pizza with Ahi Amarillo, like inspired by his work at Andina. Or my favorite thing there is this um, Honduran style folded pizza, just like the, the new pizzeria that's coming to Portland called Grana. At Riva, they do this Honduran, um, call, it's called a baleada. It's like a big taco with beans and cheese and he'll put chorizo or or, you know, spicy peppers inside, or, or he makes a romesco sauce that kind of works there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't think about this at the time, but it kind of seems like he's a, like the godfather of this new <laughs> style of like kind of anything goes on top of a pizza, but none of it works if it doesn't taste good. And right. I think that's another thing that ties these, these newer pizzerias together. It's got to taste good. It's true. Can it be good? All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we return, I have a very important question for one Michael Russell. Can we talk about the Crest Collective? Yeah, I was um, I was really impressed with what they're doing. Well, well um, oh, good. Good to hear. So I saw you listed them in your article sure. published on August 11th, 2023, titled Portland's yep. Five best new pizzerias of 2023, which is what we're basing a lot of this conversation on. Now, they're a Detroit-style pizza spot, right? They are, and they come from Ruse Brewing, which is 
you know, one of the best breweries in Portland. All um, right. But wait, wait, hold on. But will you confirm that on August 8th, 2023, you published an article in the Oregonian newspaper titled, <laughs> That's Enough Detroit Style Pizza for Me, comma, thanks. So which one is it, <laughs> Michael? Is the Crest Collective part of the best pizza, new school, vanguard, or is it a no thanks? So gotcha. You got me. Is you you are you a lawyer by by training? Because I feel like I'm on the stand right now. I just take this shit seriously, <laughs> Michael. Someone's got to Classic Claudia. Someone's got it. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the deal. All right. As I lay out in my article, that's enough Detroit pizza for me, comma, thanks, published on the date you mentioned, there is a difference between good Detroit-style pizza, which I listed assembly, crust collective. I like pop pizza. Uh, and I put uh, a couple others in there and mediocre to not so good Detroit style pizza, which to me just feels like a humongous gut bomb where you have one slice and you have to take a nap and it's just not worth it. So what I proposed was these five to six very good Detroit style pizzerias. You guys are in. You guys are great. You can open more locations if you like. That's fine. Everybody else pick a different style, you know. There's a lot of pizza styles out there. You can make a Neapolitan taco, apparently. You know, there's other pizza styles from the Midwest. There was briefly a St. Louis pizza pop-up uh, that I was never able to get into. Wait, hold on. What? They, they, do they put spaghetti on their pizza? Like, what makes it so? <laughs> do they yeah, put hot dogs and spaghetti on the pizza? There's a Cincinnati chili pizza down at no, um, <laughs> Come and get it. Um, you know, you, you've got different styles of Chicago. You've got... I mean, how many places even do deep dish in this town? Like maybe two, three? Like proper deep dish? Yeah. Not yeah, proper much, deep yeah. dish. And then you've got um, the Chicago Tavern style pizza, which we're seeing more of. Um, I don't really know why everyone is going for Detroit right now. We all of a sudden went from zero to like 12 or 13 Because places. it's delicious, Michael. Man, I think it's part that... My voice just got so high and tense. I'm cynically speaking, I think it's part that it's delicious and people love it. And I think part is that it's kind of easy and cheap to make. I, I only Does know... that work for you? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you want to cross-examine me now? or Well, we... I might bring in my associate, John Atariani, who is from... Detroit. Oh. And he, he might come through. He might have a, a few follow-ups. Though I do love ranch. And if we're going to get cut off right now, I just want everyone to know the ranch is great. And don't listen to Michael. Oh, yeah. No, no. Ranch was grandfathered into my, you go ahead All and right. open more locations. Yeah. Uh, uh, along with Pop and Crest Collective and uh, East Gleason and Assembly. Those were the five. And then I said, Boxcar, you can stay as well because it's vegan. And I don't think any other city in America has a vegan Detroit-style pizzeria. So And it's good. Shout out to Boxcar. Yeah. And if John wants to open a Detroit-style pizzeria, he is welcome to do that in Bend or Eugene or Seattle. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just not here. The door is closed. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to hear John's side of the story after he's being so polite, by the way, I would have just, I would have busted in my mouth. You would have like the Kool-Aid guy. Yeah. I, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From, from oh. behind the scenes, I've been drawn into the conversation. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like there is space for plenty of Detroit style pizza in this world. There is as many Detroit style pizza places that can open and sustain business should be allowed to do business. And I think that this is just the same attitude that 
people on the West Coast have head towards Detroit for 50 years. This, this era that you can just push us around, that you can just tell us what you think about us and that we have to take it and we're not going to anymore. The Detroiters of the world are going to stand up and take over the pizza environment once and for all. Oh, wow. All right, fine. You can have it. Crappy Detroit pizza on every corner. It's coming. And, and, I, and I, will you be know what? I will be a happy man. Don't blame me when it happens. I tried to tell you. Yeah, he said. I tried to stop it. He said, comma, comma, no thanks, basically. And now I put in that no for you. Dude. <laughs> well, Michael, you've, you've been a good sport. Um, Thank you. Well, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. You know, check out the top five because, you know, if you're stuck in a pizza rut, it might give you an option you haven't tried yet. So, you know, there's a little bit of uh, gumshoe uh, reporting in there for you to help you uh, not have to eat bad pizza. Yeah. Like John wants you to do. (laughs) And now for your microdose of news. Portland's District Commission has unveiled its final choice for the city's new voting district map, which aims to enhance representation and battle complaints about gerrymandering. Now, I know we've done a lot of talking on the show about the maps when they were up for comment, so you might remember most of the team favoring the Alder map, which is the one our District Commission has chosen. Again, this is to decide where we split the city's four new voting districts. The Alder map uses established neighborhood boundaries, and this is all in accordance with our new revised city charter, which increases the number of our city council members from four to 12. A final vote by the city council will take place tonight. And even as Portland's leaders struggle to open more spaces for people experiencing homelessness, the city's largest overnight shelter says it could be forced to close by next month. Bybee Lakes Hope Center in North Portland has capacity for more than 300 residents, but the nonprofit Helping Hands that operates the facility says it stopped taking in admissions a week ago due to financial constraints. The nonprofit's founder, Alan Evans, told KGW the shelter could be forced to close in three weeks without additional funds. Bybee Lakes is asking for $5 million of the $65 million allocated for homeless services that Multnomah County is currently sitting on. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's.